When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. It's our neighbors to the north, Canada, with uh, the Killer Doors with uh, Keep the Spirit Alive featuring uh, Russ Dorf on uh, lead vocal. And I was thinking back today, Chris, that uh, so many years ago, it's been at least mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I think, that Russ Dorf was actually here right in, in the CMS studio. And we were basically just just in the infancy infancy of um creating what the show is today sure boy and, what a downgrade from rust dwarf to sell oh fuck <laughs> i know how dare you <laughs> but but to think but to think that rust dwarf was here and mm-hmm. spent the full 6 hours with us entertaining us and playing live music for us and playing his little guitar and singing songs for us and stuff. And it was just like, you know, granted, uh, Killer Dorfs wasn't, you know, a, a he- arena headlining act or anything, but they still okay. had some notoriety on MTV and whatnot. Yeah. And to have Russ Dorf here just hanging out with you and I and us cutting up and making jokes and just, yeah. just being so funny. And off it, the, was, it was definitely one of the funnier appearances any rock guy ever had with us with him playing the songs and me playing the, <laughs> you suck, you jackass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we had fun with him. He was fun. He, he was fun. He, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I got to thank our good, good friend, uh, Jim Bob for bringing him by the show. And, sure. and, uh, he, he was just like, yeah, man, it's cool to be here. Let's, let's just do it. You know? And he was just like amazed that, that you and I could do this show. He's just like, well, where's your, you know, where's your audio guy and where's your producer and where's your tech guy and where's your board op? You're looking at right him. Here. Yeah. You're looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Right here. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, when you're dealing with the old school guys that, you know, yeah. we're used to going to radio stations and they have a board up and they have a producer and they have the disc jockey and they have this guy and that guy. And, you know, right. I obviously I do it all right here at the console. And it's just like, wow, you eliminated four people to do one one guy's job. Yep, exactly. How many people work with Kumia? And he's got two guys that run the board. He's got, you know, more with video guys and video editors and everything. Yeah, he, and we do it between us. Yeah, he's got six guys. And we do it between us, too. <laughs> I mean, you you run the video end. I run the audio end, the streaming end, the, the music end, the, you know, what, whatever. And, and yeah, Kumia's got uh, four, four to six guys working on his staff over there. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, in addition to the talent. Of course. In addition to talent. And I mean that's the only place we're lacking. We don't have any talent. We right. Just- <laughs> right. And and we don't have any sponsors or make any money. 
That's true. It's true. We're not doing any deep discount fucking reads. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I was, uh, we were discussing today the whole Joe Rogan thing about, you know, getting signed by Spotify for the hundred mm-hmm. mil for five years. Right. And, and here, here's the thing that kind of, you know, it, it's cool. I, I appreciate what Joe Rogan does and the fact that he's been able to be so successful. But, mm-hmm. but the sucky thing about it is, is that the guy who, inspired him to do what he does that yeah. is anthony mm-hmm. he didn't get a deal like that no no rogan's a little rogan's a little more milk toast that's really the difference rogan the one thing rogan did different than anthony was bit his tongue a little bit you know he's chilled back quite a bit mm-hmm. he says which is why he's been able to survive on youtube Anthony would have never survived on YouTube. No, absolutely not. But the thing that I obviously credit Anthony for is mm-hmm. that is that prior, even prior to him getting fired mm-hmm. from, from Sirius XM, he was already doing the video streaming thing from his house. Yeah. You know, and I remember, you know, especially when those, those riots were happening in, in Baltimore, and all that kind of stuff. And he would just go live just to comment on right, the, sure. the news, you know, the news coverage and stuff. That was just fucking hysterical. It was, it was always funny, you know, and it was funny. And he, and he would just stay on, on the stream for, you know, several hours. Yeah. Until it would, sometimes until it was time to get in his car and drive over to Sirius. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously social media got him in trouble and obviously got him fired for his, yep. you know, and, and looking back that happened, what, in 2015, 14, Four, yeah. was it 14? Yeah. Wow. So six yeah. years ago, six years ago on, on Twitter, he got assaulted and accosted mm-hmm. and he, you know, unfortunately he, 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 um, expressed his, anger for being accosted and he lost his job over it he i think he was one of the first victims of social media um justice if you will well i'll tell you you know what else he is he's the longest standing person that hasn't gotten it yet because he still tries to stay on social media that he, is true because he's had like six or eight or ten Twitter accounts. He has another one now. He's compound boss on Twitter. Right. Mm. But yeah, he's he's been Anthony Cumia, Anthony Cumia One, Anthony Cumia Compound, Anthony Cumia CM. He's had tons of them. <laughs> it's like, dude, get off of fucking social media. I agree. But I guess he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He's a millionaire with fucking his own playground. Now, do you think that he's in the positive with his show? I mean, okay. Again, I know that his contracts with XM Sirius XM mm-hmm. probably were, what, what do you think his yearly contract with the uh, Sirius XM netted him I'm, net, not gross, but net. Well, I, I mean, I've heard him talk about it on the show okay. before. It was somewhere between three and five million. So a year, after tax, wow. yeah. So after tax is what um, million and a half. 
Well, or, now did that was that in taking into consideration what he had to pay his agent and all this other well, stuff? I don't. Know. I don't know. I where he made his money. I think. I mean, I think to answer the question, kinda. I think he's still probably got plenty of money. Reason being, they took a bunch of money to come back to CBS. Okay. When they did that CBS, the split that was terrible. Yeah. It only lasted a few months. Yeah. That was guaranteed money, and they took a boatload of money to, to, to do that job. Okay. So he made, probably made like $15, $20 million right there. Okay. Jesus Christ. They made a shit ton of money to do that. Um, Jesus. Sirius uh, or XM, they paid them dick because they were broke. They were just damaged goods after sex for Sam. So they were probably making on the first contract, they probably made little money, but the second contract on, because they were huge on XM with Mm -hmm. the, right. Well, they had their own channel. Yeah. And, and, but, but they were super popular too. You know, they, they probably made, that's probably the $5 million years, some of those years. And then it, it probably scaled back some in the end, but I'm sure he's got, eight, 10 million in the bank as far as where he stands with compound. Yeah. You think he makes any money on that at all? I don't know, man. I mean, I would hope so, but if I had to guess, I would say it's probably flatlined or losing money at this point, just because of some of the moves that he's making. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm asking here. Do you think, do you think he's being profitable doing compound or do you think he's paying to keep it alive? I would say the latter at this point, but that's a guess only because in the last like month, in the last two weeks to a month, he fired Keith, the cop. Oh, really? Yeah, Keith the Cop is no longer part of the deal. Okay. I think that's because the apps and the website never work. Okay. So, so you know, I I do know for a fact that he, that they let go of Keith the Cop and that E-Rock, Eric, Eric Nagel, is running the place now. Um, And they also, just this week, they closed the um, studio for good. Oh, really? Well, well, they're probably paying rent in a high rent Mm -hmm. district to have a studio. Well, and, and Dave, Dave is doing the show out with Anthony at his house and it's probably working. I almost wonder, I don't know this to be true or not true, but, and I've had no conversation with Dave about this. So I'm really just guessing at this point, but, but I'm wondering if Dave isn't gonna, gonna Cato up with, with Anthony and give up his apartment and, and live at Anthony's house, which is big enough for it, you know, and, and do the show and then travel do his traveling directly from Anthony's house. Cause he's living there now anyway, because of COVID. Right. So it, I don't know that it would be that. And I know he has that, that back area, you know, by the pool that might, there might be a pool house back there. I don't know. But even if not, I mean, he's, he is living with Anthony right now. So. Yeah. 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 Now, now is Dave again? I'm I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm not aware of, and maybe you're sure. not aware. Is is he like involved with like a chick or got kids or anything like hey, that? He's married with a kid. They both live in Detroit. <laughs> isn't that isn't that bizarre that Dave 
would live in Detroit of all places and have like and have like well I get it but but have a chick and kids and all that but yet his gig with Anthony is in New York and he just stays there all the time yeah well yeah I don't understand it I'm not gonna lie and say that I do but you know I've never I've never sat down with him and said hey dude how does that all work you know I've never had that conversation with him I just know that um you know, he, he does have a chick that lives, lived, maybe she moved or was supposed to move this summer, I thought, to New York. But God knows now. God <laughs> knows with COVID, what's going to happen. But he does, he has a little kid that I know is like kindergarten or first grade age. Okay. So, so you know, I don't know how that's all going to work. I would imagine he's going to move his family here now that the Anthony Cumia gig is, you know, kind of solidified. He's been there two years or yeah. whatever. Well, that, that's just funny. It's just like, you know, Anthony seems like a, he, he's one of us. He's he's a uh-huh. you and a me and a Sal, you know, just, just a dude that just has his passions and worked his whole life and, you know, uh-huh. does what he does. But could you imagine if Anthony would allow a Dave and his chick and his kid to live at his place <laughs> that would not work oh my god you know what i mean and yeah, that probably wouldn't work well <laughs> Jesus, i can't imagine but you know anthony likes the younger chicks yeah you know he's got money and he's you know he's a he's a successful guy and he had gets younger puss and you know all that other stuff and it's just like yeah i got my partner dave here and his wife and kid <laughs> sexy <laughs> let's keep the cursing down around the pool the yeah. child in there <laughs> yeah no i i don't know um i would think as far going back to the money thing i think the arty thing really fucked him oh of course because he paid Artie. Well, you know, you know, the thing is, is, you know, when you told me that, hey, you know, Anthony is, uh, you know, being joined by Artie Lang and they're changing the name and all this other mm-hmm. stuff to the, what was it? The, what did Artie they call it? What did they call it? Artie and Anthony, the AA show. Yeah, yeah. The AA show. And yeah. I said, that's not going to work. And yeah. it didn't. I, how long did that last? What, six, seven months? I think nine, but lasted. It, it officially lasted nine months, but Artie was like showing up like one day a week at the end. Right. <laughs> so, and I knew that was not going to happen or work. And yeah. then it went back to the whole Anthony or the compound or compound media. Well, Dave, yeah, it's, it's now the Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau. Okay. Dave came on as third Mike, maybe I'm tempted to say a month or two before Artie got let loose. Okay. Because they were having so much trouble and Anthony was, you know, Ant would get to doing a show and then he would have to fill the whole show by himself. Not that that's (laughs) possible, but you know, that's pretty difficult to do two hours every single day by yourself. Yeah. And, and on video, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and try to remain up and happy and whatever. You know, it's definitely not the not an ideal situation. So, but yeah, it, it was a mess. Yeah, you you know, Artie's in jail now, right? No, I wasn't aware. I, I knew that he was Shocker. doing that. What was that whole Artie? What was his show? What was he calling his show? 
oh the what was it um the halfway house or something. halfway house yeah it's so halfway he's in house. jail now yeah he violated well, he was yeah. in, what a surprise yeah. no but he was he was on probation yeah with drug court and he got caught he he got hit for a spot test and he got caught using what's known as the Wizenator. Are you familiar with the Wizenator? <laughs> you were so way ahead of me on this stuff. The Wizenator is a it's an apparatus that drug guys use. Yes. To to use somebody else's piss in a piss test. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, and apparently it it somehow gets hooked to like I I don't know how it gets hooked. It gets somehow hooked to your dick and your your scrote or whatever so that you can <laughs> oh my god position it to to take a piss with Fuck. someone watching and they won't see it or, right 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 that's the that's the, the <laughs> but he got he got caught with it so now he's doing from what i heard on a on a video so take it for with a grain of salt <laughs> right i i heard that he's doing it a year for parole violence. the wizenator <laughs> is that like a flashlight yeah, i thought he was uh, <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be clean. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. if he was clean. The pee that he bought. Look at those photos in the chat room. That's how fucking clean he was. Dude. Check this shit out. Dude, how? No shit. I know you what know, you're thinking. You, you and I, you know, we, we live just normal lives. I mean, mm -hmm. you you rarely leave your house because obviously your your income you do it right there at your house your your entertainments at your house periodically you venture out to hang out with some friends or go to a show when that happens yeah but how fucked up do you have to be <laughs> to to be facing jail time if you step out of line and you get caught and lie mm -hmm. exactly I, you got to be pretty fucked. You got to love that that junk, man. And I mean, uh, maybe I maybe I'm just lucky that all the drugs that I tried, I didn't love. Yeah, but 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 no. Artie, on the other hand, he fucked up his face and his nose oh, due to his cocaine use, and just you know, the 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 guy is a mess. The guy Funny. was on the biggest, yep. the biggest radio show ever the howard stern show right and his love for excess drugs whatever just mm -hmm. fucked him out of that yeah yeah he loved his he loved his h man he loved his heroin <sighs> everything the fucking money he must have been making with stern what, what do you what do you what, what do you think uh what do you think Artie? was making as you know it was like a sidekick to a howard or even you know granted it probably he wasn't making the the kind of coin he was making with howard by joining anthony but what kind well, of i know what kind? i know the numbers I, with, you with said anthony, this before with anthony he was making seven hundred thousand a year oh my god all right with anthony all right with almost howard, almost three quarters of a mil yeah with howard if I remember right, he said he made two million a year. Wow, my God! But he also made another three million a year doing stand-up <laughs> from because, the fucking Stern because of Stern. Yeah, because he of was, his association oh, with Stern. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was being with Stern. He went from playing 
you know, the chuckle hut to playing <laughs> the place that held, you know, 8,000 people. Right, of course. He, he did dice numbers. And, 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 what, and that's funny to me because he's not very fun. To me, as somebody that loves comedy, I never found Artie to be amazingly fun. I found him funny on the Stern Show. Yeah, because he, he was good at the quick wit. Yeah, but he's, he's like Norton. I don't especially love Norton's comedy. I think he's funny. I think he's funnier than Artie, but I don't, I don't, I'll take Landau any day of the week. Over. Yeah. You like the off the cuff, quick wit yeah. stuff that these guys can contribute. But when it comes yeah. to a scripted, uh, stand up thing, yeah. yeah, they're, they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. But, uh, uh, the guy we went and saw was Chris Porter. Yeah. Chris Porter. That guy's fucking hysteric. Way funnier than either of those. Two. Oh yeah. Way funnier. And I and I've seen Dave a few times, and I, and let's be honest, I've seen Dave, I've seen Dave three times, so I've seen all three times I've seen material that I've already seen before. Still laugh because he he changes it just a little bit, you know, changes the dynamic and the delivery a little bit to where it's still funny. Sure, I mean he's a fucking funny comic, man. You know, I and I I love comedy. I I I do too. I, I do too. I, that was one of the biggest things I missed when I was married was not doing seeing or hearing any comedy. <laughs> Lord, Lord knows the only comedy I was going to see with her was on TBN. Yeah. Well, well there, there was no comedy about your situation being married. No. Chris. I, no, I, I was, was not laughing. I was crying for you. That was the joke was my, my marriage. Yeah. My relation. I, I was, I, I would cry silently at night for Chris. Not allowed. My friend is like, totally suffering here yeah, meanwhile i was openly weeping like a bitch <laughs> kill me kill me <laughs> yeah no I, I i mean right now the the pro the biggest problem that um that i think um kumia has is I think he does a little bit too much of friends. He anybody's friends with, he'll give a show. Well, it's the whole beggars and hangers on thing. Yeah, and it's like some of these shows are just—it's not even that they're not always good. Like I—I've grown to like. There's a show called Two Drink Minimum that I didn't really like at first, but I've watched it many, many times, and I've grown to to get it. You know, it's one of those that the co the comics that are on it are different than the normal, you know, kind of shock jockey comics that I like. So, um, so it took me a minute to get it, but I get that one, but, and a fair one is okay. Now that Dave is on it, but you know, like the East side Dave show, ugh, just fucking random nonsense. And it's, you know, it's all the C list or whack pack guys from O and a and, um, Ron and Fez. It's like Flutzy and Bobo and <laughs> and you know, it's all these like guys that I didn't like when they were, you know, characters on on O and A. Well, they're all peripheral players. Yeah. That the only reason they had any notoriety is because that they they rode the coattails of the main uh -huh. stars. Right. And and like Eastside Dave was funny as a sidekick to Ron Bennington. Okay. But he's not, he's not very good on his own. Yeah. I mean, he could chime in periodically and might add a nugget of funny, 
Mm-hmm. But, but to be the main guy, not so yeah. much. Yeah. Tammy in the chat room said that married Chris was a cock. He's right. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, other than other than I wouldn't sit around watching somebody else fuck her. Yeah. Right. Much. I just did what I was told. I was a fucking idiot. I'm not going to lie about that. You know, how am I going to lie about that when I wrote fucking books about it? Yeah. I was an absolute disaster as a fucking married guy. Just a total bitch. That's why I won't do it twice. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's how I'm going to introduce you from now on. Chris the cuck. Fine. Fine with me. Don't pet the rattlesnake, Chris. Right. right? right. Just, just, another, just another name on the label cape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I hope Kumi is doing, I don't want to see that show go away. Well, again, I, I admire Anthony for doing what he does. Me too. Because, because he was doing it before he got fired. He didn't do it yeah. out of desperation. He did it because he had a true interest in it. Yeah. And it was kind of like a passion for him. And he would, you know, he launched the whole compound thing before he got fired. Yeah. And, and again, the whole, um, live streaming thing, the whole video thing was mm-hmm. fairly new at that time because he was doing it. What back in like 2013. Yeah. Like seven years ago. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. YouTube introduced it. I yeah. Think. And he was doing it live from his basement or his house or the lower part of his house. Yeah. And just, he was doing it just out of shits and giggles. Yeah. And it was kind of fun and it was just kind of funny. And he had his, you know, he had his full-time gig with uh Sirius XM and CBS and stuff, but he took the time to, to, you know, set up some cameras and get the, what was, what, what is the name of that platform? Was it live? Was it live stream? I think it was live stream or, or one of them streams. Is, is it still around? Is live stream still live around? Stream. Yeah, live stream still around. Okay. So, but, but he, you know, hooked into that and thought, you know, outside of what I do on a daily basis, I'm going to give the hardcore fans who will look me up Mm -hmm. and tune into this shit, you know, whatever it is that I provide. Yeah. And he, and he, and he looked like he was having fun doing it. It was just like, yeah, I'm just kind of like free forming here. I'm just kind of like hosting a show out of my house. Yeah. And, and he turned it into something, but getting back to the, my original point before this discussion with the whole Joe Rogan thing, yeah, Joe Rogan took what Anthony was doing. And in fact, he's, you know, talked about it. I know I've mentioned it on the show, but he took what Anthony was doing and, and made it a thing for himself and he turned it into a hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. Smart. It's like, holy shit. Mm hmm. Hundred million. Yeah. He made a he made a couple of dollars. Yeah, sure. to say the least. <laughs> so that's why I wonder, you know, how the originator who does the who does this kind of stuff, how he's making out monetarily, if he's actually making money, if he's actually paying out of pocket to fund this thing, or you know, what what he's doing, because obviously he's attempted to develop a whole platform with uh, live shows. Obviously he's got the Don Jameson on and the, yeah. the Legion of skanks and all that other Another, stuff. He, 
gone already. They're gone already. Legion of Skanks went and formed their own platform called Gas Digital. Okay. And they have they have a lot of good shows actually on Gas Digital. I think Legion's uh, Legion of Skanks kind of did what Rogan did. They saw what Anthony was doing and they went off and did it themselves. Yeah, we'll do that ourselves. We don't have to be, you know, a slave to the master. We'll just be the master. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't is that is that banned now? You're not allowed to use master anymore? Or slave. <laughs> not allowed to use those terms anymore, Neely. Right. Is right. a bedroom? Yeah. How how old how old school am I to actually use terms like that? Golf tournament? When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Your buddy Don Dockin wouldn't be very happy with you. <laughs> you can't use those terms. No pal. Are we going to address this tonight? Since I got, I wasn't. I wasn't. A, I wasn't. To be honest with you, I wasn't <laughs> even aware of this at all. I because I don't read. You know, I don't read blabbermouth for the most part. Well, you want me to read it to you? You can comment <laughs> along the way. Well, I can pull it up. I can pull it up here. Hey, right, but I, I got to be honest. I, I knew nothing about this. Well, the fans did as <laughs> Facebook exploded this afternoon with people messaging the show. Saying, I, again, I wasn't aware. I didn't know. I, I've been out of pocket, so to speak. I was out shooting guns and doing all kinds of other stuff. So I didn't know anything about this. It, it, it was just a cavalcade of <laughs> Neely's losing a friend yeah. or Neely's going to. Neely's going to have to cuck to Don. Really? Am I? It was all, it was all, it was all Neely, 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 Neely. Right. right. And I was like, okay, well, Neely will address it. I don't think you're going to run from it. Why would I run from it? I don't, because he's your friend, man. So, so? Dare you have a different opinion. I, I've got people I've got different opinions with. It doesn't make them any less of my friend. You know, I, I, you, you know, you can have friends that you have differing opinions on. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm friends with Don and I won't be wearing a mask. Yeah. So what? You know, does that make me stupid? Okay. I'm an idiot then I guess. Okay. So you're friends with an idiot huh. you know, because I won't be wearing a mask. Well, I haven't worn a mask. I, I don't advocate wearing a mask. Oh, fuck that. Again, where, where does the wisdom of, you know, this whole mask thing come from? I mean, did they go to school and study this or are you, they just listening what the, uh, you know, the lamestream media is regurgitating? Uh, Neely under lock and key tooth and nail. What more education do you need than that? <laughs> okay. Shadow life. <laughs> All right. Hot. <laughs> Prozac Nation, come on! The guy's clearly a doctor, Doctor Dockin. Yeah, <laughs> but again, and and I'm going to make this very clear. Yeah, no one, and I mean no one, ever reports. Hey, we had uh, ten thousand cases of the flu this week. 
No, of course not. Nobody ever mentions that. But the, we don't the, test for it. Yeah, we but don't the but the biggest thing is is who cares how many people contracted a cold or a or a flu or anything? Isn't the real story there that this is a deadly thing? And the and the virus at this point with quote unquote the number of people who've contracted it is like point two percent. It's like two tenths of one percent. And even that is in question. Yeah, that's even in question. So it's yeah. not the number of contracted cases because I got to be honest with you. We were having a discussion today and it was just like, do you know anybody who contracted this? And my answer is, I don't know anyone. Do you, Chris? Do you personally know anyone who contracted this? I do. Few. How many? Um, About five. Okay, five. Oh. How, yeah, how about I, you, Sal? No. Do you know any? And you live in a you yeah. live in the third largest city in the United States. How many people do you personally know that contracted the virus? None that I'm aware of. None. And I, and I live in a high rise with 34 floors, so yeah, everybody's on none. top of each other. I don't know one person personally that has contracted this. Not a one. Nope. Well, the people that I know are Chuck Billy. Chuck Billy's wife, but but that's not. Well, I, I just you ask people that I know, and no, and but, I, but I'm talking about like on a on a daily personal level, like somebody that you actually know. No, two, two. My friend Debbie and her husband are the two that I definitely know. No, okay. So, what was the outcome? They're fine. They're, you know, I believe it. I'm not scared of it. Well, yeah, obviously yeah. I'm not scared of it. Just well, well, but that's right, kind of, but you're kind of answering my question here. <laughs> so what happened? Nothing. Nothing. They, they, they were sick. They said it blew and they got over it. <laughs> so, okay. So where's the story? <laughs> I caught a cold this week and I'm over it. Okay. Where's the story? Well, I've said all along, I thought I had it in January. You might have. Yeah. You, you might and, have. And as you remember, I missed the show because I was so sick. Yeah. That, that I called you like at seven or yeah, texted just, you. Just, yeah, just, meant, just an hour before the show, you were so I sick. Like, and you're I just like, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Because I was deathly, deathly sick. And yeah. I mean, and I can lie. I, I mean, I, I was the whole thing about the, that makes me think I had it was I had every bit of the symptoms. I had the 103 fever. I literally could not breathe. Okay. Like to get up to take a piss, to walk the eight feet or whatever it is from my bedroom to the bathroom, I was like clutching walls. Yeah. Well, did you, did you wear that on the back of your, uh, you know, your shirt that said, <laughs> I can't breathe? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think part of it was I had that Chauvin cop leaning on my throat the whole time. Right, but, right. You know, but I, I, I literally could not catch breath. That's why I couldn't do the show because I didn't think I could talk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I do think I had, I think everybody, everybody that got sick over the winter probably yeah. had it. It's February for me, man. Four days out you of know? work. Fuck. You yeah. know, everybody life. had it. Every, everybody that I do know had a quote unquote really bad flu this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, so I, I tend to think that that was probably coronavirus could have been who knows yeah well and we're never gonna know right and that's why this whole thing before we get into to don specifically with his 
load of brilliance that he's about to share with you here. Um, um, I'm just going to say nobody has any answers. No one has any answers. The fucking experts don't know. No, they don't. They, they change their opinion day to day. Right. Fauci, the they, whole fucking crew. Fauci, the WHO, um, the CDC, you know, all of them have changed. We've seen everything from you. If you touch anything, you're going to get coronavirus too. Yeah, you can't get it off a surface. Then we've had wearing masks is essential. Then we've had wearing masks is not essential. Then we had wearing masks will actually make you sicker. Then we had staying home will make you sick. Then we had the sunshine will kill it. Now we have the sunshine will not kill it. <laughs> Nobody fucking knows. So in my mind, live your life. If you die, you die. Absolutely. You're going to it. Everybody has, this is what always kills me. And maybe this is a morbid way that I think and only I think, but everybody has the grandest fear in the world about something that's going to happen to them 100% of the time. There's not a person that's going to avoid death. And yet it's the biggest fear everybody has is dying. Right. It's, it's so irrational. You talk about irrational fears. Why in the fuck would you spend your life worrying about death when you know it's going to happen? Right. Enjoy the days you have because you might not have. It's what, 1230 or 1215 here. Mm -hmm. I could very well be dead before the next joke comes out of my mouth. <laughs> could very well be dead. And then, and then what? Am I gonna am I gonna spend my last moments going? Oh, if I just would have told one more joke, it would have been better. <laughs> Dude, you just faced stop. it. I mean, I, I read your books. You fucking faced it head on, and yeah. and, and, and you know, you, I'd be fearless too if I were you. And all this virus shit, it's it's you got to see like some of the overreaction in Chicago in my building and fucking mm -hmm. whack shit, man. You know, it, it, it's insane. But the what what is the most insane to me? is that people are so willing to, in my, in my mind, and again, this is only my thought, but by staying locked up and by sitting home waiting for this shit exactly. to end, you're actually giving up the life that you're not living by just going out and doing it. Right. right. You're not getting those days back. So you're, in essence, you're dying. You're dying anyway. You're dying by sitting in your house. You're not living. You're not having fun. I'm sure even married guys have stopped fucking their wives now because they're sick of that <laughs> pussy. The same fucking stale pussy that they've been banging for four months. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's like it's everything is dull now. Am I the only one that just fucking looks at his TV and is like, Jesus, can't even fucking stand, can't even stand surfing it anymore. Because yeah. I'm sick of, sick of looking at it, sick of watching it. Okay. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sick of music. I'm sick of TV. I'm sick of people. I'm sick of Trump. I'm sick of Pelosi. I'm sick of news, social media. Did I say people? Because if I didn't, I need to do 130 more times. You yeah. know. And you're getting a double gut punch of the fucking social shit, uh, the pounding yeah. on that. You know, layered on top of the fucking virus, you know, fucking hey, yeah. man, we need a break. Let's just go do something. And if we die, who fucking cares? At least we die on our terms. Yeah, dude, you know, car accident, other illnesses, you fucking name it. You know, I'm not going to deprive mm -hmm. myself of shit, you know, experiences. Yeah. I mean, if I were, you know, 
fucking a jag off like that, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. No fucking well, way. Somehow you guys managed to go and have fun yesterday yeah. and today, uh-huh. and you're fucking still alive. Yeah. 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 How did that happen? Yeah, and if I catch the sniffles, it was well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but anyway, let, let's let's move on to Don Dock oh, in here because the fans want to know your reaction. All right, well, hang on, Hale and Kill Caller, you're on the air. Well, the latest advice in Australia that we're getting on all this stuff now with the with the mask thing is <clears throat> still they're still they're saying um, that um, the masks don't really work for start, but then they just say if you if you're in somewhere that's crowded, you know, like like a train or a bus where there's you know contact to contact. You should you should wear one then. But if if you're just kind of walking around in the open or whatever, then there's there's no need. Or or they said if you, if you're in a city where where you know the 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 virus incidences have gone up, or if you're in an area where the virus incidences have gone up, then then you should wear one. But otherwise, no. So I I don't. What I don't understand. I mean, you guys are from the states. I'm not. I don't understand why the difference of advice from one country to another. I don't understand that at all. There's no unity. Well, because they don't know. Makes, well, from Australia to, to America, there's one big difference. People come here. People come in and out of yeah, the states. True. I mean, and I'm not, and that's not even shitting on Australia. That's just saying from just about anywhere, Australia is a fucking monster flight. You know, it's a it's a long well, fucking that, that, that is true. That's true. <laughs> and well, you know, and and people don't go there that much. I mean, dude, to, just to fly to Australia from here is several thousand dollars. You know, it's like four thousand dollars or something just to go to Australia. So Australia is not going to have the the number of people coming in from all over the world that could potentially bring it. You know, Australia is. Is a good little prison island as it was intended to be. It keeps everything locked in into its own little, you know, its own little island. It's not a business hub either, you know. I mean, that's yeah. why New York got whacked, right, Chris? You know, fuck. So, yeah, that's true. Um, I know you guys are, are about to talk about Don Doc, so I'm going to hang up. But I do want to ask you: Has Sebastian Bach lost the plot? Is he what? Like, lost the plot? Sebastian Bach. Is he- Lost the plot, yeah. Is he gone? Is he gone mad? Oh, because fuck you're talking you about. see all you see all this stuff. That that guy's just a raving. I mean, I I love Skid Row and Sebastian Bach, but the guy's just coming across as a raving lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, know. I don't think, I don't think he's lost the plot, um, Tim. I don't think he ever he ever had the plot. He's he's always been a bit kooky. <laughs> as long as I've known him, which was all the way back to Skid Row, he was a bit nutty. Neely? Yeah, I agree. I actually, cool. Sal and I were having that discussion today. <laughs> I, I was just like, you know, Sebastian is, he's a kook. <laughs> Unhinged, you know. He I mean, should just be happy that that porn team of him is <laughs> uh, and, and so should Tommy Lee, by the way. Hailing kill. <laughs> Neil, you never saw that porn tape with Sebastian Bach, did you? I wasn't really? aware there was one. Me neither. Oh, horrendous. 
Um, it was, um, <laughs> it was, I, I saw it through, I'll say an in, an industry person sent it to me and it was him naked on a floor with his chick barking like a dog and his, and his chick throwing a ball and him going and playing fetch with the ball. <laughs> really? It what? was seriously fucked up. Uh, again, I, I've i never seen it. I wasn't Jesus aware of it. Christ. This is the first time I even knew there was a tape. Me too. We talked about it on the show on one of the one of the shows when you weren't here. And, John? and I showed it to John or somebody on the show at that time. I don't have it anymore. I immediately wanted that off my phone. <laughs> but, but, but it was really... He's like, oof, 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 oof. Just, oh, little puppy. Was a good little puppy. Oh, it was oh embarrassing. Oh, God. It was real embarrassing. And ever since then, it's like, this guy can't say anything to me. He can't tell me Donald Trump is a fucking maniac or something. I'm like, dude, I watched you fucking play naked catch with your chick, like acting like a dog. You have no fucking credibility anymore. <laughs> what a weird all right well again i wasn't aware of that but okay yeah. yeah he's a kook yeah mother trucker <laughs> bizarre real bizarre Best thing ever him and him and randy <laughs> their handshake together putting their hands around each other's thumbs and, oh god yeah oh, so good <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, getting to this blabbermouth article, uh, and again, this is the first time I'm reading this, so I wasn't even aware of any of this. All right. Uh, Don Dockett has expressed his frustration over the fact that many Americans are still refusing to acknowledge the viral threat posted by the novel coronavirus. Now, I don't know that they're refusing to acknowledge the threat. I just think that uh, they're just like, Eh, it's been like four months. I'm not really seeing anything <laughs> going on here. I think it's just that they they rationally have decided for themselves, like, yeah, this isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't I don't hear anybody saying it doesn't exist. No, they're just saying, yeah, it's not as it's not as threatening as they originally made it out to be. As somebody that does not buy into it completely, I'll just say this. It ain't the plague. Right. That's my stance. It ain't the plague. Yep. And therefore, I'm going to live my life. True. That's it. Uh, the singer made his comments as uh, Dockett is preparing to play a couple of socially distanced shows uh, this month. One in Roanoke, Virginia, which is I'm going to that show. And the other in Hot Springs, Arkansas, that will feature special guests, uh, guitarist Reb Beach of Winger and Whitesnake. Uh, the Arkansas venue has staged at least two concerts there were already with six feet dis social distancing and the open field. And I'm assured that it will be safe, Don told uh, Rush on Rock. I wish you were going to that show. Rush I would. If you were doing that show, I would do the show live that night just to get the road report from you out in a cornfield. <laughs> they check everybody's temperature going into the show, and we won't be having any contact with people outside of our group. There's more of a risk from me contracting the COVID-19 as a result of flying. 
which I understand that's really not the case. I, I From what I've heard, that the airlines have really taken a lot of precautions to make sure the the uh, planes are really clean. Uh, I know that's a risk, but in this case, I'm prepared to take it. This, Why is he prepared to take that risk? I don't understand. Maybe the money. That's it. So, and, and, and again, I hate to hammer on Don because I, I consider Don a friend, yeah, but I'm going to hammer on him here. He's, I don't like that he's bashing anybody about COVID, but then saying, well, I know that what I'm doing is a risk too, but it's okay for me. Because I'm getting paid. Hmm. It doesn't matter why. What difference does that make? If, if, if COVID is really this big, bad thing and you buy into the bullshit of, you're not wearing a mask for you. You're wearing a mask for me. Okay, that is the that is the current line. Yeah, that's the current ultimate wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that's the current wisdom. But Don is and Don is preaching that wisdom that it's bothering him that people don't don't adhere to the strict social distancing and the strict mask wearing and whatever. But he's gonna not stay at home and do his best to, to, you know, stay at home or distance at home because there's a check involved. Right. But a guy like me, I'm supposed to overkill my customers for my business where there would also be a check involved. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hypocritical, man. Well, I agree. This thing isn't going anywhere fast and we can't shut ourselves away forever, he continued. But people are stupid as far as I'm concerned. All this protesting and marching with no masks on meant the virus was bound to spike. Everybody's suddenly going to the beaches again without any social distancing. So he thinks it's all because of um, opening up. Uh, beaches and uh, beaches and protests i guess and loosening up states and shit oh my god why don't you go back to his place in in new mexico and fucking <laughs> put his tv on a different channel all right the yeah, the scientists warned everyone that would happen they told us that if we didn't wear a mask and stick to social distancing this would be a big problem and we've got an idiot president who won't even wear a mask when the president of your own country won't wear a mask, what message does that send out to everyone else? Well, yeah. what 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 did uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt say? You know, the the liberal left's uh, iconic, uh, <laughs> you know, guy. Uh, what do we have to fear but fear itself? Yeah, true. Yep. It, uh, I mean, isn't he the isn't bad. he the isn't he the liberal uh, idol? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Is, is is Don going to wear a mask when he's singing? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he should. If if Trump needs to wear a mask when he's delivering a performance, why wouldn't Don Dockett need a mask when he's delivering a performance? Right. Well, I don't think that. I don't think you're going to make the virus go away because you're you're isolating yourself. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not buying into any of it. No. I'm, I'm getting into his words. Mm-hmm. His words are, 
you people need to wear a mask. But I'm going to do, I'm jumping on a plane and I'm going to do a performance and I'm going to do something where people are going to kind of gather where they're really not supposed to in, in a way. And it's okay because I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. It's hypocritical, man. All the way across the board. I agree. I understand that people are frustrated, but we have to do this properly or it won't go away anytime soon. And then blah, blah, blah. Whether you are a fan of Trump or not, I see him as a little unhinged and trying to take over the planet. He's trying to take over the planet. So I wrote a song called Hail to the King about him. He has a king mentality, unlike Obama, who wasn't like King Obama, right? <laughs> yeah, Obama wasn't like that at all. Uh, will, the, will the hail to the king song be placed next to shadow life and the never played on the cms show right i'm not a political person at all i don't get involved in politics but when lies, you, lies. but when you see the craziness of the government and the guy firing his people daily daily like the attorney general i think he said Bar? He's had bar for quite a while, actually. Yeah. And the prosecutor, it's bizarre. I wrote a tongue-in-cheek song about a guy who is running the country and feels he has no limitations or rules. Well, when you're the president, you have the leeway. True. A lot of people don't realize that during the Civil War that uh, Lincoln fired seven generals before he fo- found one that uh, you know shared his vision for the Civil War. He fired seven generals, seven, but nobody ever remembers that at all. I mean, obviously that was, you know, 160 years ago or more, but you know, Lincoln, one of the greatest presidents or one of the presidents that tailed, no one ever says, Hey, you know, that, you know, Lincoln's fired like seven generals, right? During the civil war. There's only one thing that was ever fired that had any impact on Lincoln and it certainly wasn't a general. Right. It was, it was John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) The cap in the back of the noggin. And, and that's it. So, you know, Don is my friend. I've known Don for 25 years. He and I have different thoughts and opinions on things, but if you can't have a friend that has a different opinion or thought or outlook on stuff and still remain friends, then that's not a true friend. That's not something yeah. you can just go, yeah, you know, fuck you. You're not my friend anymore. It's like, right. it's like, you know, he, know, he's been on this show. You've, you've tried to bait him with, you You know, you're <laughs> talking to your best friend. Who's the driver of the Trump train. <laughs> and then I'll, then I'll see him the next week. And that's never mentioned. And, and no, no friction there at all. None. Why would there be? He's a, he's a fucking grown man. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, it goes back to what we say all the time. You can disagree with people, and, and when you get with them, I, I'm quite sure you and him are not going to sit around in fucking Virginia having a nice political debate. Not at all. No. Fuck no. We're going to talk about fucking old road stories and, and how many Jack and Coke you can drink. Exactly. That's that's what will happen. You're not going to sit around going, well, what about this mask thing, Don? <laughs> What's your take on it? Yeah. yeah when you're, Don, I read your story and I have to say it was really dis, disproportionate to my beliefs. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
everybody, okay. everybody's gonna... got their own thoughts on things. I, oh. I mean, I'm a grown person. I've got my thoughts. You have your, you and I don't agree on everything. Oh, of course not. You think I'm a scumbag and you're right, but <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what I think, pal. It's Mr. Scumbag to you. Well, and what's funny is I got so many messages from people that were, they, they didn't say it directly, but it was all, it hinted at, this is going to be the end of Neely and Don's French. And it's like, please, Don will hear this segment. There's no question in my mind, Don will hear this segment because 50 people will forward it. <laughs> so he will hear it. And we've heard from him before when he's heard segments from us. Yeah. And he's not going to even bat his eye, even with me calling him out and yeah. saying that I think he's being hypocritical. Yeah. He's not going to bat an eye. Uh, I mean, that. I mean, he he's text. well, he he's uh, heard a couple of things that we've said before, and he's flat out asked me, "Why are you sandbagging me like that, bro?" And I'm just like, "I didn't sandbag you." Here's the here's the thing. Well, a lot of people were telling me this, that, and the other. I said, "Did you actually hear the segment?" No, I didn't yeah. hear it, but people told me what you said. I go, "Well, you got to hear the segment because." what you're being told and what we actually said are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't always have to agree. No, don't have to yeah. agree. It just was funny dude. I, I mean, it has been a long time since something was posted <laughs> that got such immediate blowback on social media. <laughs> I mean, it was like, pop, 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 pop. My phone was just fucking boom, boom, boom. I was like, <laughs> And I go to it and there's like 30 messages or something. Yeah. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Social you know? Then I read the, read the article and I was like, Ooh, that's not real nice. That's, you know, I was like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. Disappointed. I was disappointed. I was disappointed with, with our friend Don that he's, you know, going the SJW route with this nonsense. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, look, I'm just going to play a fucking show. You know, in reality, I wish he would have just said, look, I got offered to play these two fucking shows. I'm playing them. I got to I got to eat, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but that's not him for him to. He's not going to be quiet about something. He actually and Don is a political guy. Don't 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 let him fool you. He definitely is a he doesn't write songs about politics normally, but he he certainly talks about politics. Yeah, when he periodically, comes sure he does. Yeah, so he's he's definitely somewhat involved in politics and and everybody look the the other piece of this is everybody's talking about politics right now. It's the only sub subject there is. We can't go do anything else. True. You know, it's not like Don could not be talking politics because he's out there playing a bunch of shows with fucking this or that or, you know, seeing chicks or seeing a chick throwing up or whatever. <laughs> no. There's no stories to tell. The only thing that there is to tell is, did you see about the fucking mask today? And did you see what governor blah, blah, blah said about blah, blah, blah. That's all there is. That's all there is. Yeah. No sports, no fucking concerts. No, Ooh. nothing. Dick. Nothing. Nope. Fuck. But anyway, yeah, I somehow think you guys will be fine. Yeah. Considering he's flying you to the gig. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's flying me to the gig, picking up my hotel cost, everything, you know. I'm going to laugh if he leaves you stranded there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> that, everything will be just fine. 
<laughs> You'll be like our one friend whose name I will not say. Yeah. That got <laughs> off the bus in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left her there. Left her in St. Louis, didn't, but didn't give her her bags. Right. Just drove away with her bags so she had nothing. Right. <laughs> that was an all time. You know what I'm talking about. I do, you? absolutely. <laughs> that was an all timer. That was horrific. It's like, wow. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to play uh, an old classic rock song to that okay. uh, kind of goes with uh, our discussion here. Right. Especially, you know, your your avowed uh, thoughts and highly expressed uh, thoughts here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play a, I'm gonna play an old blood, sweat, and tears song here. <laughs> I'm not scared of dying, and I don't really care. There you go. So here it is. It's blood, sweat, and tears featuring David Clayton Thomas on lead vocal exclusively here on your classic metal show. 